Welcome to another exciting episode of Spurbs Herbs. Today is episode 37, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We are going to be talking about our first formula category. We've talked about herbal categories, single herb categories, but not our formula category. So today we're going to be talking about Nurse the Blood and Chi formulas. It should be a really interesting podcast as we get into all these formulas. So without further ado, let's get it going. I have a couple questions for you. Have you ever wanted to give herbs to a patient on drugs? Do you have the knowledge and tools to do that effectively and safely? I'm finishing up my drug herb webinar series. It's done. I just need to do some editing, which gives you real-world tools to answer in answer to these questions. As a beginning, the first course will give you an in-depth overview of how drugs and by the same token how herbs work on the body, at least from a biomedical perspective. The second focuses on drug-herb interactions and gives you a unique, powerful, real-world tool for assessing them. This knowledge should be in every practitioner's toolkit. So I'm going to give you these first two courses, six hours of CUs for 30% off their regular, already regular low price. Just go to integratedmedicinecouncil.org slash 32 and get your discount right now. That's www.integratedmedicinecouncil.org slash 32 and you will get your 30% off right there. Hurry, though. This is a limited time offer. So today's podcast, this episode is our, as I mentioned, is our first podcast looking at a family of formulas, specifically the Nourish the Blood and Chi formulas. These formulas can be very important for a lot of issues, including major surgeries, illnesses, and injuries, as well as many gynecological issues. And of course, we have our little something different. We are going to continue our look at powder or Chinese herb processing. It's going to be interesting, so let's get going. And we're going to start off with talking about that powder, that herbal processing. In our last couple of episodes, we've talked about powder or herb processing, specifically uh, well, we've talked about Pauger in general, and specifically we've talked about Schwager or water processing. Today we will be looking at how fire is used in processing herbs. This is called Fulcher or fire processing. And as it has been all along, this is based on CNU's wonderful book, An Introduction to the Use of Processed Chinese Medicinals. And we're going to be looking at pages 10 through 15 in that book today. Here we go, Pauger. Uh, so Holger. So basically, Holger is cooking herbs through one of five major methods and a bunch of sub-methods. The first major method is stir-frying or chow fa. This is the frying of herbs with constant stirring and can be accomplished with a low, moderate, or high fire, depending on the desired outcome. And there are many sub-methods for this process. The first sub-method is stir-frying without additional adjuvants or extras, or uh, in Chinese called ting chow. This can be done until the herbs are yellowed, which is called chow huang, huang meaning yellow, chow meaning you know uh, cooking, so cooking until yellow, until scorched or chow jiao, 
or until carbonized chow, uh, chow don or chow tan. Uh, I think that's chow tan actually. I'm trying to put Wade Giles in since we named it chow tan. Another sub-method is stir-frying with additional adjuvants, and this is done to modify the herb's nature, change their tropism. In other words, which, you know, was it, does it go from warming to cooling, or does it go from one uh, uh, meridian to a different meridian, entered, things along those lines, so that's tropism. Reinfor they, they can also modify, they can reinforce an action of the herb, or lessen their toxicity or adverse effects. That's a frequent use for for processing herbs. And we can use a couple different kinds of, of adjuvants or additives. So the first one is solid adjuvants. Can be used such as wheat bran, rice, terra flava usta or suit nash from a fire pit. So the terra flava usta is the, is the Latin for it. And then it actually is suit and ash from a fire pit. Uh, we could also use powdered clamshell, powdered alumin, which is a mineral. Uh, we can use salts and we can use talcum. These are common solid adjuvants. Adjuvants, it doesn't mean others aren't used, but these are the common ones being used. Those are solids. And we can also use liquid adjuvants. And these include honey, rice vinegar, rice wine, salt water, ginger juice, animal fats, licorice solution, black soybean juice, bile. Uh, and that bile can be from any number of animals. Milk. Uh, these are less frequently used. Milk, infant's urine. So infant's urine is, a, is an interesting one. It's not one that we discuss a lot about in Chinese medicine, but with my martial arts instructor, we talked a lot about urine uh, of, of young, uh, of, of babies, basically under five, and that that doesn't have the ammonia that adult urine has. So interesting, but not frequently used. Don't worry about you're getting herbs that were cooked in infant's urine. And finally, rice rinsing water. So you take the water that you use to rinse ri rice, bleh, rice, and you can use that as an adjuvant in a stir-frying method. Another major method of using fire processing is calcination, which uses strong fire and high temperatures. Uh, one sub-method of this is open calcination, or Ming Duan, where the medicinal is calcined, directly over a fire or in unbreakable earthenware. This renders minerals, shells, and other hard substances friable, which means breakable, um, to enable pulverization or to reinforce a medicinal's astringent action. Astringent action is hold things in. Uh, and we often want to do that with some of our herbs. Um, another sub-method is, so if that's open calcination, the other sub-method is sealed pot calcination or on duan where fragile substances are calcined in a closed receptacle without oxygen. And this can reinforce hemostatic action or reduce toxicity of the herb in general. Roasting or wei fa is another major method where plants are wrapped in wet paper or a paste of rice flour, wheat bran, or talcum and put under live coals until their envelope is brown and crackly. This can accomplish several actions, including partially removing fatty materials, lessen a drastic action or adverse effect, or reinforce that astringent, astringency that we were thinking about. And if, if you think about astringency, you know, that's, that's sort of keeping things in. So if we drive out the water from these herbs, they become a little bit more astringent. We do that forcefully through these fire methods, that astringency becomes even more so. So that's where that comes from.
Another major method is blast frying or pal pho. And this is where medicinals are fried over an open fire while stirring until they are brown, burnt, swollen, and crusty without being carbonized. And this method can lessen toxicity or modify their nature. And finally, we have baking hong or stone baking bay. Refers to drying over a low or very low fire. This permits the slow, progressive drying of certain medicinals to facilitate their storage and pulverization without destroying their active properties. Those are uh, our major methods under fire. Uh, And that, that really is it for another entry in our exploration of herb processing. We still have at least one more episode. In our next episode, we'll continue and maybe finish our exploration into basic Chinese herb processing. We're going to combine. One of the things we're going to do is combine what we did. We talked about water processing. We talked about fire processing. Now we're going to talk about water and fire processing uh, and probably a couple others as we as we go along. And with that, let's get into our discussion today where lots of herbs in the front are actually processed as we have discussed. So this processing is something we're going to see in some of the formulas that we're going to talk about right now. So today's topic is nourish the blood and chi formulas. Well, actually, so remember I have two major, when I talk about formulas, I have two major textbooks that I look at. So one of those is Scheid and his team. And uh, actually Scheid calls this category formulas that tonify the chi and blood. And Chen Chen, the other major uh, textbook that I use for formulas, actually kind of reverses that a little bit and calls it chi and blood tonifying formula. So there's not much difference between these two books. But uh, so that's kind of unusual. Usually there's a little bit more of a difference in the in the uh, translations, but this is good that we're all uh, uh, there. Um, there's some interesting, you know, I was kind of taught that nourishing is better for blood and tonifying is better for chi. Um, and those are kind of translations. And so there's some some stuff there, but I don't think that actually holds, I don't think that's a hard and fast rule. So both of our books called it tonifying. So there you go. And obviously these are formulas that increase the amount of chi and blood in the body. That's the goal of these formulas, increasing chi and blood. In the textbooks, there is a chapter for tonifying herbal formulas, and then there are sections under that chapter. And Scheid and his team, uh, book. Uh, there are five sections in this chapter on, on, ton- on tonifying herbal formulas, and those include tonify chi formulas, tonify blood formulas, tonify chi and blood formulas. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Tonify yin formulas and tonify yang formulas. So those are the five different categories of formulas. Chen Chen actually adds a sixth category, subcategory to this chapter, and, and that is yin and yang tonifying formulas. So they have tonify yin formulas, Tonify yang formulas and yin and yang tonifying formulas together. So, and, and that seems like a, 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 a valid division in these formulas as well. So, there you go. So, either five or six subcategories in this chapter of formulas. Often, the formulas in this category are combinations of tonify chi formulas and tonify blood formulas. We're going to see that quite a bit here in this, in this as, we, as we continue with our conversation. So let's start by talking about tonify chi formulas alone. So not with the blood, just tonify chi formulas directly. And tonify chi formulas primarily treat the spleen and lungs. 
as the spleen helps produce chi from our food and the lungs produce chi from the air. And if, again, we're using this term chi. We have had a conversation about chi in one of our previous verbs herbs. Um, I just like to remind people that I don't, I really, it's not that I don't like, I despise the concept of chi as energy. So please don't translate chi as energy. Um, I like to think of a, a, a much better sort of metaphor for it is steam so that it's, it's uh, light and energetic, but there is some material substance to it. And that's, you know, that's my concept of chi. Uh, and when I teach this to my students, I would always say, uh, I'm going to, introduce you to the concept of chi and you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to understand it. So it's nothing that I, I'm not saying I'm an expert in it and I'm not saying there are a lot of experts on it, but it is something that we can wrap our heads around in, in, in the over the long run. That's chi. So chi deficiency or lack of chi usually has signs and symptoms of lethargy and fatigue and anything that is worse with activity and better with rest. So when you expend energy, you get tired and you get more symptoms but when you rest and kind of conserve it then symptoms get a little bit better so that's the idea of chi deficiency there are more specific signs and symptoms based on whether the spleen or lungs are primarily affected and how severe the vacuity is and other organs can also be chi deficient with their own set of signs and symptoms we're not getting into a whole big discussion we're just introducing the concept of chi chi deficiency here and the rationale for tonified chi formulas. Uh, because like I said, we're gonna be combining tonified chi formulas with tonified blood formulas, which is our next little discussion here. So just tonified blood formulas. And basically there are four main conditions of the blood. And, and when I say conditions, I mean pathological conditions. You can have vacuity, uh, so deficiency of, vacuity of, stasis, in other words, it's not moving. You can have loss of, and that's different than vacuity. So loss, think of it as more of an acute loss, like in bleeding, um, in an accident, or, or something along those, a, a wound of some sort. While vacuity is a little bit more long-term and, and a, a diminishment of blood as opposed to a loss of it. And finally, you can also have heat in the blood. Uh, and that causes something we call uh, reckless blood. So we're not going to talk about that, but heat in the blood is another possibility here. They each have their own signs and symptoms, sy signs and symptoms, but also often blend into each other. So chronic blood vacuity can lead to blood stasis. There's just not enough blood to move around effectively, so it becomes stagnant or, sta or static. And that can lead to reduced production and movement of blood. And then blood loss is one of the most common causes of blood vacuity. So blood loss will cause blood vacuity. Blood vacuity does not mean blood loss. Signs and symptoms of blood vacuity include dizziness, vertigo. Uh, please don't, let's not get into a conversation as to what's the difference between dizziness and vertigo. That's a whole other thing. Uh, and my Western medical, there isn't. My Chinese medical, there might be. Uh, at least the teacher told me there was. So dizziness, vertigo, a pale complexion, pale tongue, pale lips, dry and cracked nails, palpitations, which is an unusual awareness of your heartbeat, dry and itchy skin, insomnia, constipation, long menstrual cycles with pale, scanty flow. So um, whenever we're talking blood, we have to look at the menstruation because blood, of course, is a very important part of that. And uh, we'll see how that plays a role as we move along here. So blood vacuity, well, we're gonna 
have that role right now. Blood vacuity often affects women more than men because of menstruation. It doesn't mean men can't have blood vacuity or blood deficiency, but it's more common for women to do it, to have it because of menstruation. The formulas in this category of tonified blood formulas tend to affect the heart, liver, and spleen as the heart governs the blood, the liver stores it, and the spleen controls it according to Chinese medicine. To help bring this back to our category today, there's an old adage in Chinese medicine. Qi is the commander of blood, and blood is the mother of qi. Therefore, often when one is affected, the other is as well. And that's why we have a whole class of formulas, nourish the blood and qi formulas. Shaid et al. continues to say in a conversation about these, these tonified blood formulas, uh, in a, and this is, is, this is from them, it, quote, in a passage from discussion of spleen and stomach, which is a very important foundational uh, Chinese uh, book on Chinese medicine. Uh, so uh, in a passage from discussion of the spleen and stomach, for blood deficiency, use ginseng radix renshen to tonify because when the yang qi is exuberant, it will generate yin blood. They're saying use renshen or ginseng uh, it, to help build blood. Uh, and then it continues. Astragali radix or huang qi is another commonly used herb in many blood tonifying formulas because of its ability to augment the qi of the middle and upper burners. So this is really an interesting sort of thing. Both of these herbs, Renshen and Astragalus, are considered qi builders or tonified qi herbs, not tonified blood herbs. But basically this is saying you can't tonify blood unless you're also tonifying qi to a certain extent, or at least supporting qi because the qi is necessary for building blood. So how can you tonify build blood if you don't have some qi? So Renshen, which we're gonna see in almost all of our formulas today, and Huang Qi, which is in a couple less, but still in, in, al in most of them. So we're gonna see that these are very important herbs. And common symptoms of uh, blood vacuity include loss of appetite, fatigue. So we have that fatigue, so fatigue alone doesn't necessarily tell us if it's qi deficiency or blood deficiency. Um, a pallid or wan complexion, so white, you know, complexion. Emaciation, in other words, loss in weight or thinness. Um, palpitations, we have palpitations again. Pale tongue and a forceless pulse. The pulse is, is what we call weak. And now we're, we're kind of getting into um, back into our Nourish the Blood and Chi formulas. And Shide and his team also mentioned, in general, tonifying formulas have very specific effects and indications. They should therefore not be used indiscriminately like vitamins, just because it is assumed that everyone can use a little tonification. This is not true. Side effects will often develop when tonics are prescribed for those who are not suffering from deficiency. These include fever, headache, rash, pimples, insomnia, irritability, and digestive upset. This is some, I saw a lot of, I, I was, uh, when I was finishing up my uh, master's degree in Chinese medicine, I was working for an herb store that did some acupuncture in the back and I was working in the front with the herb store sort of thing. And I can't tell you how many people I would see come in, these big giant bodybuilding guys who just had 
a red face, like from the neck up, totally red, breaking out in pimples, totally like, you know, I'm in charge of everything sort of kind of thing. And they're buying the hottest red ginseng we had, Siberian red, Korean red ginseng, just really hot ginseng. And the last thing these guys needed was to add more tonification, A, and B, hot tonification. And yet they just thought it was the greatest thing. Now, granted, this was in the early 90s. So, I mean, that was a long time ago. I'm hoping that's not happening. But that is sort of an example of what would happen if you tonified exorbitantly more than you should have. So let's get into our first formula here. We have quite a few to, to cover. And again, we're just introducing the formulas today um, as, a, as a category. Uh, several of these have already been discussed in Spurs Herbs in way more depth than we're going to be doing here. But just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on in the herbs that are involved in that. So our first formula is probably one of the most commonly prescribed of the, of the tonified, chi, uh, tonified blood and chi formulas. And that is Bajin Tang. Ba, Jen, Tang. They're all first tones. So Ba, Jen, Tang. Uh, and then this is translated as eight treasure decoction. Now think of that, keep that number eight in mind because it's a combination of probably the most commonly used chi tonifying formula for gentleman decoction, decoction or Sijunzitang, so four, and the most common blood building formula for substance decoction or Siwutang. So again, four plus four equals eight. So we have eight treasure decoction. Now, that's a little misleading because both of those formulas will add in two more herbs or you're supposed to drink it with like the, uh, with these two herbs as an additive. So there's a little bit more than four in each of those formulas, but there really are four in each of those. Siwutang uh, we did talk about in episode 21. So again, that's a formula we've kind of covered here as well. So Sijunzitang or four gentlemen decoction is comprised of ginseng. There's that ginseng. Ginseng radix or Renchen that we talked about. Attractor lotus macrocephalae rhizoma or baiju, another very common chi tonic. Poria fuling. Fuling is a very interesting herb. It's a very commonly, very commonly used Chinese herb uh, that actually drains damp. So this is sort of more to protect too much excess um, would be the way I would think about fuling. And then finally, we have Glyceritzerae radix preparata or Jurgon Sao. This is honey fried licorice. And again, very common, probably the most commonly used herb but between honey fried and regular uh, licorice. Those are probably the most commonly prescribed herbs in Chinese medicine. And those that is in the chi tonic fine formula. In fact, except for fooling, all of these are in the chi tonic, uh, chi tonic categories of herbs. So very, very chi building, good, good, good formula for building chi. And then we have Siwutang is made up of Romania radix preparata or Shu Di Wang. Um, we did just have a, a uh, uh, Spurbs herbs on Shu Di Wang, so that's a, a, a very commonly used herb. And that actually is in the blood tonifying category, so that makes sense. We have Peonia radix alba or Bai Shao, white peony. And that is also in the blood building category, but it, it kind of builds blood in a slightly different way than Shu Di does. Um, so it's, it's a good complement together. We also have Angelica sinensis radix or Donggui. Again, very commonly prescribed. All of these are very commonly prescribed and also in the, in the blood uh, tonifying category as well. And then we have Chuanxiang rhizoma or Chuanxiang is the Chinese, just Chuanxiang. And that's a blood moving herb. So it kind of protects against too much tonifying because too much tonifying 
is what we call cloying and can cause stasis. So this kind of prevents that by making sure the blood's moving a little bit. It also has a little bit of blood tonic, uh, tonifying nature to it. So that's that's our siwutong. And that's it. This is That's the whole formula. Sijenzatong plus siwutong. But the text also advises to take with zinjiberis, rhizoma recens, or shenjiang. This is fresh ginger. And jujube, fructus, or dadzao, that's Chinese dates. Uh, and those together, uh, you're supposed to do it. And you can do that in several ways. You can drink it with a tea of those, or you can include it in a decoction of everything else. So there's all that. And Chen Chen adds that this formula is thermally neutral. So it's not warming and it's not cooling. It's neutral, which is interesting. And that's a good thing to kind of keep in mind. In Chinese, in Chinese medicine, of course, we try not to go too warm or too cooling unless we need to counteract the opposite in the patient we're seeing. We try to be relatively neutral. So this is a good neutral tonifying formula for qi and blood. All right, let's see our next formula. This is Shichuan Dabu Tang, or all-inclusive great tonifying decoction. Again, we have talked about this in our second episode. It was our very, uh, you know, our second episode. And it was interesting because I was on this formula at the time that I developed it. So it was a, a good formula. And this is an interesting formula because it is exactly the same as our last formula, Bajin Tang, or eight treasures decoction, with the addition of cinnamon cortex, rogue, uh, which is cinnamon bark. And astragali radix or huang qi. Remember, we just talked about huang qi as being a great herb for, for it's a qi tonifying herb, but it's great for building blood as well. So that's huang qi. Rogue, the cinnamon, uh, the cortex cinnamon is, uh, is quite warming. That's it's in the category of warm the interior herb. So we have, we're adding into that blood and qi tonifiers that we had in Bajin Tang, we're adding in a lot of warmth with the Rogue, and the Huang Qi is Qi and blood. It also lifts things up. It's a, it's a really great herb. And these add some stronger Qi tonification, primarily with the Huang Qi, and significant warming with the Rogue, or the Sinamomi. That gives this formula the ability to not only tonify Qi and blood, but also Yang and support for Yin. That's why it's called the all-inclusive great tonifying decoction. It basically tonifies everything, yin, yang, qi, and blood. Um, primarily, though, qi and blood, that's why it's in this category, but also some yang in there as well. Chen Chen say this formula is warming and stronger at tonifying qi and yang and dispelling cold. So if there's any cold involved, this is a great formula for that as well. So that's Shichuan Dabutang, all-inclusive great tonifying decoction. Next up, we have uh, Renshan Yang Rongtang, or ginseng decoction to nourish luxuriance. Chen Chen called this formula Renshan Yang Ying Tang, or ginseng decoction to nourish the nutritive qi, and say it is for more chronic conditions when the heart is involved. Again, we have that Renshan here, that's important. This formula is similar to Shichuan Dabu Tang, but focuses on the spleen and heart rather than the spleen and liver, like that formula does, the Shichuan Dabu Tang. It has the same herbs that we've been talking about, like Bai Shao, White Peony, Dong Gui, Huang Qi, Rogue. It has the Rogue in there, so it has that warming. Ren Shen, as we talked about, Ginseng, Baiju, Attractive Lotus, Jirgansao, that, that uh, honey fried licorice, Shudiwang, Romania, Fuling, uh, Shenjiang, and Dadzao. So if you look closely in there, you, you basically see Sijun Zetang is in there, and, and for the most part, uh, so is Siwutang. There might be, there's no uh, Chuan Shang in this formula, so it's not quite 
Suwutong, but a lot of Suwutong is in there as well. It adds in Citri Reticulata Pericarpium Chen P. This is actually in the qi regulating or qi moving category, but it's also very good for digestion, which can take a hit, as we're going to find out with some concerns as we talk about concerns, can be an issue with these formulas. So Chen P is a good addition here. It also includes Shishandre Fructus Ruedza, which is an astringent herb and kind of holds things in and makes sure that we're not we're not moving things or doing things, uh, we're not expelling things that we want to keep. And that could be good. And dry fried polygale radix or chow yuan chur. So that chuan, that dry fried, is what we were talking about earlier in our pao jur. So that's what I was saying. We're going to talk about some pao jur. Here's one example of that is, is dry fried uh, yuan jur. Yuan jur is in the um, nourish the heart and calm the spirit category of herbs. So it's very good for the heart. So that's why we say this one kind of goes to the heart a little bit as well. So it's that, that Yuan Zhe that's there. That's Ren Shen Yang Rong Tang. Our next one's interesting, Gui Pi Tang, which is restore the spleen decoction. Um, this is a very commonly used formula. But what's interesting about it is uh, Shide et al, Shide and his team say this is in the tonified chi and blood category, though Chen Chen says it's just a tonified chi formula. So why is there that discrepancy? Because this is really kind of geared towards the spleen and heart. Heart's involved with blood more than it is involved with chi, though there's chi involvement with the heart. And it's tonifying the spleen so the spleen can build blood. So I can see a case for either of them. There's not a lot of blood building in this formula, but there is a lot of chi building, which can support blood building. So um, let's see how this, this all works out. So while this formula has very similar herbs to the other formulas discussed, this formula focuses on the spleen and its function of building blood as well as nourishing the heart. So according to Scheid and his team, uh, Zhang Shan Lei uh, explained its name in Annotated and Corrected Synopsis of Shen's Women's Disorders. The reason this formula is called the Restore the Spleen Decoction and not Tonify Blood Decoction is that when the spleen and stomach receive the essences from food, the middle burner transforms them into a red substance. It is therefore the source of blood. Placing the essences under the charge of the spleen is thus the intention of this formula's composition, even if it is not directly stated. In this, one sees its true brilliance. I always love it when they add that in. The quote. So the similar herbs that we've been talking about is really that that sijunza uh, tongue that we've been talking about. So it has renchen, baiju, fuling, and jirgan uh, sao. It also has dongwe, as we've mentioned earlier, shenjiang, dadzao. So we like that shenjiang and the, the, the uh, fresh ginger and the dates, Chinese dates. And this has dry fried huangqi in it as well. So again, we have that dry fried. So part of the 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 powder we were talking about earlier. Huang Qi uh, in this case. And remember, Huang Qi is a Qi tonifying herb, but it's helpful for building the blood, so it makes sense here. It adds in dry fried. Again, we have dry fried Sisyphe spinose semen or Chao Suan Zhao Ren, uh, Longan Aurelis, Long Yan Ro. Uh, those two, along with our fourth one, well, I'm just going to say processed polygali radix or Jir Huan Jir. We already just mentioned that. So those, those uh, well, Long Yan Ro is. Um, has a little bit, um, I'm going to take that one out. The, the Swanzao Ren and the Yuan Zhe are calm the heart, and nourish the heart, and calm the spirit herbs, so definitely direct this towards the heart. Yang Ro also um, helps build blood. 
that's a good herb for that. And then we also have Auklandia radix or Mushyang, and this is another chi tonic uh, herb uh, that helps kind of make sure everything doesn't get too cloying in this formula. So gravy tonic is a very commonly used formula uh, for building, uh, especially when the heart is involved for building chi, and, and it supports the, the building of blood, which is why it's in this category. We have Jurgon Sao Tong. So we've been talking about Jurgon Sao. That's um, that honey fried licorice. And this is translated as prepared licorice decoction. Uh, and uh, this is also, this formula is also known as restore the pulse decoction or Fu Mai Tong. Uh, it was given this decoction because of its ability to revive the chi and blood and thus restore the pulse to healthful vigor, according to Scheib and his team. While this has some similar herbs such as Jirgansao, Renchen, uh, and then Sheng rather than Shudiwang. So Shudiwang is prepared Romania, Sheng is fresh Romania. So the Shudiwang, the prepared Romania, is better for building blood and yin. And the Sheng, the fresh version of Romania, is better for cooling the blood. So they both help the blood, but one cools it and one, uh, you know, tonifies it. So that's that's the difference. So this has sheng, the cooling herb in there. It also has shenjiang and dazao as we ha we've had, but it also has several different herbs that we haven't seen yet. So the first one is cinnamomum ramulus or guajir. So we talked about rogue, which is cinnamomum cortex. That's the bark of the cinnamon tree. And that's really is the spice that we get, that, that rogue. But here we have guajir which is ramulus. Those are the twigs of cinnamon. So it's not the bark, it's the small little twigs you cut up. Um, and it's still, it, it has some warmth, but it's not hot like rogue. It's warm, but it's not hot. And it's a little bit more for moving. It's a, it's a great herb. It's actually in the warm and release the exterior herb. So sort of a, a different category of herbs that, we're, that we've been talking about so far in this, in this category of formulas. We also have Ophiopagonus radix or Maimendong. Maimendong is a tonified yin herb. So um, that may seem a little bit off here, but blood and yin are kind of on a spectrum together. So um, when you're talking about blood deficiency, if that continues for a long period of time, it's going to start to uh, affect the yin of the body, and the yin can become deficient. And so by supporting yin, you can also support blood. So that's that. It also has a sinicorii kola or a jiao. This is uh, donkey glue or acid glue, uh, and it's an animal product, and it's very good for building uh, blood. It is a blood tonic herb, but it also helps essence, and that's an, a difficult thing to kind of build. So this is a strong sort of tonic for this, and it also includes cannabis semen or huomaren. Yes, this is cannabis seed, marijuana seed. It's been treated so that it can't grow, but that's also um, that's an interesting one because it's actually designed more to help move bowels. It's sort of a, 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 um, a bowel mover, uh, it sort of moistens things, which again, we've said with blood deficiency, you can have constipation. So that's helping that aspect of it. And overall, this is often used in consumptive disorders. So consumptive disorders, uh, you know, by definition, usually kind of mean uh, tuberculosis, but it can also just mean chronic conditions. So you might need the stronger tonification in this for those sort of uh, long-term sort of issues. So that's Jirgan Sao Tang. Uh, I, I've, I've occasionally seen it used, but it's not one of the more commonly used formulas in our field, so. 
Our next formula, Taishan Pan Shirsan, or Taishan Bedrock Powder. Taishan is a mountain, so this is talking about mountain bedrock powder is basically another translation for it. And this is for pregnancy and treats chi and blood, chi and, chi and blood deficiency or lack of nourishment to the fetus. So this is this also combines Sejunzatang without the Fuling and Siwutang. So again, we see that as sort of a basis for most of these formulas of Bajantang as a, as a basis for this. It adds in Huangqi as we, we've talked about on Estragalai Rede. Right. It also includes uh, Dispasi Radix or Shu Juan, which is a, a, a blood, uh, I want to say blood cooling herb. It might be a blood tonic, but it kind of has a little bit of both anyways. Uh, we have Scutellaria Radix Huangqin, which is a, a drain damp heat herb. So that seems a little bit out of the ordinary here. An interesting herb. Amomi Fructus Sha Ren. This is uh, one of the cardamoms. Very good for digestion. It is a chi tonic uh, sort of thing, so that's an interesting addition here. Makes it milder and easier, better tasting and easier to, to take. And finally, it also includes glutinous rice or nuo mi uh, as part of the uh, of the uh, formula as well. And again, this is to add some nourishment to the to the to the what we're talking about here. Chen Chen say this formula calms the restless fetus prevents habitual miscarriage or spontaneous abortion by tonifying the underlying deficiency. So if someone who's pregnant and deficient, this is a great formula for that. Our next formula is Bao Chan Wu Yo Fang, or worry-free formula to protect birth. According to Scheid and his team, this formula has been used historically to treat deficiency of chi and blood that results in a restless fetus, tendency to miscarriage, malpositioned fetus, and difficult delivery. In addition, is it is considered a prophylactic against miscarriage and difficult delivery. So it's helpful for that. So it's it's interesting, you know, the, these two that we're talking about uh, are, are similar in their in what they're used for. So while this formula has some similar herbs like Dangwe, Measure uh, Huang Chi. That's that's honey fried Huang Chi. So again, we're doing that stir frying with the liquid adjuvant honey. That's the the Measure Huang Chi. We have Bai Shao Gan Sao, Chuan Shang Shen Jiang. It adds quite a few herbs we haven't seen in this category. So those herbs we're we're seeing is um, you know we 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 see for the most part Si Wu Tang, uh, and that's about it. We don't see a lot of the Sijun Zitang in there at all. Uh, it adds, uh, so the herbs we haven't seen are chard, one of the powder, chard, schizinepidae, herba, or jingjie. <coughs> Again, this is a kind of a different herb. This is in the warm and release the exterior herbs. And so a little bit, not necessarily a tonifying herb. It's an interesting herb to include here. Guskude semen or tusidza, that's a yang tonifying herb. Ginger fried, so again, powder. Magnolia officinalis cortex or whole po. That's a that's a um, uh, again in a different category, sort of drain dampish uh, category. It's an aromatically drained stamp. So different sort of verb. No top tirgi rhizoma suradix or chiang huo. Again, this is in the release exterior category of herbs. Fritillaria serosa bulbus or chuan bei mu. This is actually to help uh, uh, loose moisten the lungs and stop coughing. And so it's an, an, an expel phlegm and not stop coughing and expel phlegm. So again, very interesting. So, but it's, it's helping with phlegm, which is something that can get in the way of a healthy birth. 
In front of it, we have vinegar fried, again, powder, artemisia, argii, folium, or aia. We have had a, a spurbserbs on aia. This is actually the basis moxa, and it is another one of those aromatic strain dampers. So this is sort of like, when I'm looking at these herbs, this is sort of like there is dampness and maybe phlegm preventing everything from happening the way it should be with the fetus. So that, so very different than the formula that we had before, even though they may have as functions, very similar functions. How they achieve those are very different. Chen Chen say this formula can treat pregnancy-related complications such as restless fetus, morning sickness, general weakness, soreness, and pain of the lower back. So some of those herbs like Chiang Ho are very good for low back pain. So that's why some of those are in there. And abdominal pain as well. If taken immediately before delivery, it can also facilitate labor and minimize complications. So that's uh, this, this formula here. So good formula. Um, I don't deal with pregnant women that much, so I haven't used either of these last two formulas. have used quite a few of the others. All right, our next one is he ren yin or fleece flower root and ginseng drink and this formula is primarily used for malarial disorders so malaria so not super common in the u.s haven't seen it used again we see some herbs from other formulas discussed here including renchen of course renchen is in the name so renchen there donggui we've talked about chen pi we've talked about and rather than shengjiang or fresh ginger what we have is baked ginger weijiang and that's zingiberis rhizoma recent. So it's baked recent, you know, fresh ginger is basically what we have here. The only other additional herb is one of the chief herbs, um, Polygonium multiflori radix, or Hushowu. Hushowu is a blood building herb, uh, very commonly used for, for hair loss, um, but a, a good blood building herb in this. And that is the fleece flower is actually the, that's what the fleece flower is. So smallish formula, uh, compact, it does a little bit of everything. But again, not, I haven't seen it commonly used. Another one here is Dihuang Yinzi, or Romania drink from a simple book. This formula is used to treat wasting and thirsting disorder, which is similar to, though not exactly, diabetes. And just because it's used for that doesn't mean it can't be used for other conditions that are similar or other signs and symptoms, even if that isn't there. So uh, think about it in that way. Again, we see some familiar herbs in this formula, such as Renchen. Renchen, again, not, yeah, pretty much all of our, our formulas have had Renchen. Has the, the prepared Huangqi, the Jirhuangqi, uh, the attract, you know, the, the astragalus. Um, we have our Jirgan sour, honey fried licorice, and both Shen, both Sheng and Shu Diwang. So we've had formulas with just Shu Diwang. We've had one formula with Sheng Diwang. This one has both sheng and shudi, so both the fresh and the prepared romania in it. And remember, the fresh cools the blood. The prepared is not cooling and is more for blood building than that. So there you go. And then there are a bunch of herbs that we haven't seen today, including asparagi radix, tian mendong. This is asparagus root. And uh, uh, again, blood uh, not blood tonifying, yin tonifying. We have mentioned Maimondong already, Ophiophagonus radix, uh, often Tianmondong and Maimondong, so the, the asparagus root and the Ophiophagonus. I just like saying Ophiophagonus, it's fun to say. Uh, the Ophiophagonus, uh, both of those are often used together as yin tonics, as a good yin tonifying pair. Uh, we have Erebatriae folium or 
pipaya. This is loquat leaf. And that's often used uh, for coughs and stuff. Again, it's for the lungs. So interesting. We have Dendrobe herba shurhu. This is a yin uh, nourishing herb like the Tianmen dong and the Mayanmen dong, the asparagus and the Ophiopagonus. Uh, and specifically goes to lungs. So this is this is helpful for lungs. Uh, Alismanus rhizoma zushie. That's a drain damp herb. And Orianti fructus jerka. And that is a qi moving herb. So we... It, it's a different, very different sort of combination of herbs than we've been seeing so far, but it's going to protect against a wider variety of things and making sure that the tonifying herbs aren't too cloying and cause problems because they're too, too cloying, uh, too difficult, you know, that causes stagnation. Cloying means it causes stagnation or is difficult to digest, both of those. So this is going to help with that a little bit. Chen Chen add a couple of formulas to this category. So uh, up to this point, all this was in Shide and, and Chen Chen's. They, they both basically, there might have been one uh, formula that wasn't in Chen Chen, but I think they were all in Chen Chen's. But Chen Chen added a couple other formulas as well. Uh, the first of these is Dongwei San, which is uh, Dongwei powder used for blood deficiency during pregnancy and labor. And we also have Xionggui Tiao Shui Yin, or Sinidium and Dongwei decoction to regulate blood used to treat postpartum complications. So as soon as we say regulate blood, then this should probably be in the regulate blood category, but obviously it also builds blood quite a bit, and qi, which is what you would need with postpartum complications. You would, you would want, um, whenever pregnancy takes a lot out of uh, the woman, and almost always the woman needs tonification after giving birth, and so this is a good one. And that regulation of blood is important because it then will prevent stagnation from happening. So you're, you're, you're building and tonifying and you're moving at the same time, and that's a good thing to do. So those are two, uh, again, not included in, in uh, Scheid's, in his team's book, but included in Chen Chen's book. So uh, always fascinated with the differences between the two books. All right, let's look at the science of these formulas. Uh, one literature review that I, I came up with, which was actually the the uh, author on it was Scheid, uh, not his book. Uh, this wasn't in his book. This was actually a, a scientific paper, and there was a whole team behind it different than the book. Uh, so I, I love to see that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Scheid, cool. Um, so I uh, looked at postmenopausal formulas and their effectiveness, and these included our formulas of Renshen Yang Rongtong, Guifitang, and Shichuan Dabutang. So that's the uh, the Renshen uh, to restore the, the ginseng to restore the luxuriousness, uh, the, um, the restore the spleen decoction, and the 10 grade all en encompassing formula, uh, tonifying formula. Uh, and they concluded at present evidence for the effectiveness of team. Team means traditional East Asian medicine approaches. So, team approaches, traditional East Asian medicine approaches to the treatment of menopausal symptoms is inconclusive. Um, so, you know, he's doing this from a very scientific point of view. There isn't a lot of scientific evidence at this point, though um, a lot of these we will use postmenopausally from a Chinese medical point of view, and I've used them and have had really great success with a lot of these formulas. Uh, the other one I often use is Bajin Tong, or uh, there are variations of these that I would use as well, the OA Jiwa Wang, which is more of a, a straight blood tonifying formula. So there's, uh, sorry, the, um, that's more of a, a yin tonifying formula. Sorry, not blood tonifying, but tonifies blood as well. Um, so there you go. So uh, just because the science doesn't say anything, I did 
just so you know, I did literature searches on each of these formulas, and uh, while certainly stuff came up, there weren't there wasn't a lot of evidence for anything on on most of these formulas. Um, but this is what I did find. I thought it was interesting. I could find something on it. At least there's something scientific out there. Let's talk drug-herb interactions. Um, several of the herbs we've talked about in these formulas have drug-herb interaction concerns. Uh, and that's really, you know, you it, it's hard to look at a whole formulas and look at drug-herb interactions because, A, they haven't really been tested as formulas. There's so many different combinations. I, you know, it's, it's difficult to do that. So you have to look at the individual herbs. And there are lots of potential concerns here. Uh, Baishao, that's the white peony, has numerous D-level, which is the lowest level of evidence, against its use with anticoagulants, antiplatelet, and anticlycemic or diabetes uh, medications. It may increase the sedative effects of drugs. So this is D-level, not a lot of evidence. I wouldn't put a lot of faith in it, but something to be aware of. Chuanxiang has similar D-level evidence about anticoagulant and antiplatelet medications. Uh, I would, just because of its effects on the blood, I'd be a little bit more cautious with Chuanxiang uh, using it with anticoagulant and antiplatelet uh, medications. But again, I'm not super worried because it's level D. But something to be aware of. Um, we have lots of herbs that have cytochrome P450 interactions. Remember, this is one of the major targets of uh, drug when you're trying to predict drug-herb interactions. Just because it has a cytochrome P450 interaction doesn't mean that there is going to be a, a drug-herb interaction, but it does make it much more likely. So we, we put that into context. Most of these, these, uh, these papers that I've seen with cytochrome P450 interactions with herbs have been done in vitro. Uh, which means in the lab, in glass, and not in people, not in animals even for the most part, and therefore may or may not, it's, that's considered level D evidence, lowest level of evidence. We do need to be a little bit cautious about some of these cytochrome people for 50 things, but still, the level of research that we're at, that's, that's where we're at, so we have to take it into account. So Dongwei, that Angelica sinensis, Radix, may inhibit cytochrome P451A2 and 3A4. So there's different subtypes of cytochrome P450. We're particularly worried about 3A4. Uh, that's the most common form of cytochrome P450. About 40, between 40 and 60% of drugs utilize cytochrome P450, 3A4. So if there's an issue with 3A4, that dramatically increases the interaction potential for those herbs. Uh, and it also may inhibit PGP or P-glycoprotein. Again, this is a different target for drug-herb interactions. Probably not as strong as cytochrome P450, but certainly something to keep in mind as a potential for drug-herb interaction. Dongwei may, uh, with level C evidence, may potentiate anticoagulant and antiplatelet effects and should be used with caution in patients taking anticoagulant and antiplatelet agents, thrombolytic agents, and low molecular weight heparins. So just stuff to be aware of. Gansau or licorice. Uh, again, we're, we're using dry, uh, we're using honey fried licorice mostly for this, uh, but licorice may increase blood pressure. That's fairly well established at this point. Huang Chi or track, uh, uh, astragalus is a strong inhibitor of 3A4. Renchen or ginseng appears to inhibit CYP2C9, 2C19, and 3A4. Chenjiang appears uh, to do the same thing. Uh, inhibit 2C9, 2C19, and 3A4 of cytochrome P450. Shudiwang appears to induce rather than inhibit 
uh, at least uh, 3A4. So it may counteract some of those other 3A4 issues that we've been having inhibitions. Who knows? Uh, but those are our drug-herb interactions that we need to be aware of here. Concerns. So as mentioned, these formulas can have detrimental effects if used inappropriately or for longer than necessary. Scheid and his team say the rich, cloying nature of tonifying herbs places a burden on the digestive system. It is therefore usually necessary to add ingredients that promote digestion and assimilation, such as those that strengthen the spleen, harmonize the stomach, and regulate the chi. So strengthen the spleen, harmonize the stomach, that's that feeling, that poria that we were talking about, regulate the chi. We had chen pi, uh, mu xiang was in there as well. Those are all useful that we've seen in these formulas. It is also advisable to reduce the dosage of tonifying ingredients for patients with marked spleen and stomach chi deficiency. So if they're not able to digest properly, don't give them something super, don't give them a lot of something that's really hard to digest. Of course, how do we help the spleen and stomach chi deficiency? We have to give them tonifying herbs. So it's this fine line that we have to sometimes thread. Scheid continues. Furthermore, it is essential that the dosage be adjusted to the relative severity of the condition. Mild chronic conditions require a smaller dosage than do acute life-threatening conditions. So there's, that's from Scheid. In general, individual herbs in these formulas have their own concerns and warnings. Of course, you should always look up the individual herbs. Having said this, formulas in general are designed to minimize the concerns of individual herbs and maximize the beneficial effects desired. So we, what, you know, one of the things we say in Chinese medicine is that all herbs have yin and yang, good and bad uh, to them. And we try to create formulas, mix them up in such a way that the positive that we're trying to achieve is strengthened while the, the side effects, the adverse effects, or the, 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 you know, the bad effects of the individual herbs are lessened or minimized. And so that's how we do it. And this means the concerns of individual herbs may or may not be of concern in a well-designed formula. Of course, that is important, that well-designed formula. And a lot of these formulas have been used for over a thousand years. I would probably, since they're still being used, I would consider that to be in the realm of well-designed. There we go. So those are our concerns. That pretty much wraps up what we're talking about today with these formulas. I appreciate you hanging in there. So next episode, in our next episode, we'll be looking at one of the most important versatile formulas in Chinese medicine, Shao Chai Hutong, or minor bupleurum decoction. This formula, more than most, is surprisingly useful for a wide variety of modern conditions. I, I kind of, from my reading and, and my, my study of it, I think of this as the modern formula. Uh, there are other formulas that are used quite often and maybe even more often than this formula, but it seems like for um, those modern diseases that we have trouble dealing with, Shao Chai Tang or, or a variation of Shao Chai Tang often is the ticket that we need to help with those sort of things. So this is a fantastic formula. So join us as we look at this versatile and amazing formula, as well as exploring something a little different where we continue our exploration of Pao Jur herbal processing. That's all in our next episode. Thank you very much for joining us and for making it through this episode. If you like this podcast, please do us a huge favor. Give us a five-star rating in your favorite podcast app. That would just 
make our day and really help us to to spread the information, the word on uh, herbs and how useful they are. And I appreciate you even thinking about doing that for us. So appreciate that. And don't forget, you can get this in thirty this this actual uh, uh, you know podcast as a CU. Uh, you can get this and 30% off our Drug Herb Series CUs and NCCAOM PDAs, so uh, uh, Continuing Education Units and NCCAOM uh, Professional Development Activities at www.integrativemedicinecouncil.org. And if you want that 30% off of the Drug Herb Series, just add a slash 32 to that. So it's Integrative Medicine Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot org. And if you want that drug herb interaction, 30% off at a slash 32. Of course, you can always get in touch with me at drgreg at spurbsherbs.com or at our website, www.spurbsherbs.com. S-P-E-R-B-S-H-E-R-B-S dot com. With that, I think we're wrapping things up. As usual, I have a, a nice bibliography here. Uh, and I appreciate you. Thank you very much. The proceeding was presented by Dr. Greg Sperber. We would like to thank Janelle for all her support and everybody else who contributed to this program. Janelle. Timothy Dobbins. Roger Campbell. 